Hey everybody, so before we jump into today's podcast, I just wanted to A, thank you guys, give you a little bit of a reminder. If you enjoy this content, however you're watching it, consuming it, please like, follow, subscribe, whatever you gotta do, comment on it if you can. Leave us a review, it really helps us out and it can help grow our platform and reach more people. And if you know someone that can benefit from this, please share it with them. If you have a question, if you wanna reach out to us, let us know. And then lastly, we have all of our amazing programs, courses, and coaching available in the resources below. So check that out, definitely take advantage of it. We have everything from free options all the way up to paid programs and everything in between to fit pretty much anyone's budget. And it's just a matter of how customized it's going to be based on the price point. So there's really something for everybody. Thank you guys. Let's get on into the episode. Yeah, fighters. All right, y'all. So today's podcast is going to be talking about uh, our cardiovascular system and aerobic exercises specifically and some of the guidelines associated with that and some of the value to it. Um, Again, as I mentioned prior, you know, I I work with a wellness and balance class with a geriatric population during the week is one of the many things that I'm doing with different kind of clients and patients. And we talk about a topic every week and I thought it was valuable a lot of times for the topics we talk about to give a fitness application um, specifically for our audience here. So let's dive on in. Again, looking at aerobic exercise, um, the minimum requirements and these requirements really are, or guidelines we'll call them, not requirements. Guidelines are really, uh, we'll call for the general population to maintain a certain level of health, not necessarily to lose fat, to lose weight or increase muscle mass or increase athletic performance. Those are different genres and areas, but these are just basic guidelines from an overall health perspective. And the the basic requirements, keep saying requirements, sorry, y'all. The basic guidelines here are going to be 150 minutes of exercise of moderate intensity weekly or 75 minutes of vigorous intensity weekly. And you can break that down however you want, whether it's, you know, um, 50 minutes three times a week, uh, 30 minutes five times a week, or whatever variation of the 150 minutes are for vigorous exercise, you know, three 25-minute sessions adds up to that 75. And the difference between moderate to vigorous is moderate on a, on a exertion scale of one to 10, one being like just kind of sitting there not doing anything, 10 being, you know, I'm all out sprinting, barely breathing. A four, five, or a six is kind of that sweet spot. And around that four, five, six kind of ranges from, you know, um, starting to sweat and then five kind of being, you know, starting to now labor and breathing six being like, okay, I can have a conversation, but it's not as comfortable. And, and that region is really the moderate exercise intensity. And then going beyond that, like seven, eight, nine, ten, 10, the vigorous uh, exercise would be seven, eight, nine, ten 10 in that region more labored breathing, heavier sweating, not as comfortable being able to have a conversation, can barely hold a conversation. Now he's just answering with certain grunts and then all out can't really answer because I'm just focusing on my breathing um, kind of exertion at 10. So that's kind of that basic guidelines right there and some input. And that's the, the kind of minimum, I would say, the minimum amount you would want. You could do more than that, but there's also a balancing act that you can't just rely on aerobic exercise alone. There's also going to be a strength kind of component and resistance component that also adds value to everything we're going to talk about. 
And the biggest thing with exercise, especially on aerobic exercise, there's a lot of cool things that it does, but especially for our fitness population and just energy in general, looking at mitochondria and mitochondrial work capacity. So when we talk about mitochondria, that's the powerhouse of our cells. That's where energy is coming from, where ATP is being created and generated. So if we can increase their work capacity, ultimately we can increase the amount of energy our cells can produce, we're going to have more energy throughout the day. So ultimately, aerobic exercise will help increase our energy. That's a huge benefit right off the bat. And when I'm talking about aerobic exercise, we talked about the time. Now let's talk about some of the potential activities I could be referring to, whether it's we're walking, we're jogging, um, cycling, running, martial arts, other kind of sports that you're playing that increase your heart rate, yoga, tai chi, um, all those different variations are going to be those options there from the aerobic exercise, any kind of aerobic work, swimming, um, even playing in the pool. If you're playing with kids, like that could definitely be an aerobic workout depending on you know, how active those kids and how active you're going to be is. So all that being said, that's some options on that side but from the activity standpoint. Now we have some good energy can help increase. So there's also some really cool benefits, whether it's we're talking about you know, diabetes. That was a topic we talked about prior and exercise, the impact it can have on our cells and exercise, not just aerobic as well as resistance training too, but aerobic especially can have an increased sensitivity to insulin for our cells. So that means that if you're diabetic type two and that your cells are more resistant to insulin, you can actually increase the sensitivity again. And actually, you know, a dietitian we were talking to in some other kind of um, nutrition specialists I was talking to about this will dare say even that you can treat or cure diabetes type 2 with exercise, nutrition, and good health habits. Now, a doctor or insurance companies probably won't be as giving and kind on that wording, but to know that you have that option I think is a huge thing that anyone can add in. Now, if you're not worried about diabetes, you don't have it as a chronic condition in your family and you're worried about maybe other things on leanness or other variables, that's, that's another option that you can utilize cardio for and aerobic exercise. Whether it's slow, steady state cardio, like walking at a decent intensity and getting um, your heart rate at about 120 to 130 beats a minute, and that can change based on age. And, and skill level and, and aerobic output and work capacity levels for different people. But in that range, you're actually going to burn a higher percentage of every calorie is going to be from fat versus from glycogen and carbohydrates versus when you're sprinting and you're, you're going all out. That's going to be a higher percentage burn from glycogen and sugar levels and carbohydrates versus fat. Now there's pros and cons to both. When you're doing a slow steady state exercise, you may burn more fat, but ultimately when you stop exercising, your metabolism stops burning at that higher rate. However, when you do more interval-based or higher intensity aerobic activities, your metabolism can actually stay elevated for up to 48 hours, some research will support um, so you're burning more calories, not just for the sprints that you're running or the activity that you're doing, but 48 hours afterwards, which is a huge benefit. Even for resistance training, there's a benefit there as well. So that's a really cool aspect to the aerobic exercise. So that's another benefit we can kind of add on, as well as there's an association with heart conditions, uh, cholesterol levels, even stress. When you have a high stress work environment, a high stress life, like even for myself, like it's not that you know any in particular thing is stressful by itself, but between having a baby, you know, between being married, between having a company, between being contracted with other companies, between working with other, um, you know, uh, health population 
and athletic levels of fighters to geriatric um, patients to you know just your every everyday fitness individuals and then having all these different needs and, and people that you're working with are responsible to it can be stress so being able to mitigate some of that stress with aerobic exercise and also resistance exercise can be a huge value just in and of itself. And then all the different variations that come off of that from lowered, again, uh, risk of diabetes, lowered risk of heart disease, um, lowered risk of potential stroke, lowered risk of even dementia, potentially longer term, um, lowered risk of, of having any kind of stress related conditions as well. It's all huge. So yeah, there's a lot of low-hanging fruit with aerobic exercise and benefit that if you're not doing it to some capacity, you're just missing out. Even if you're weight training five days a week, you're missing out on recovery potentially and actually potential benefits in, in balancing to your body and health. Um, by not doing some aerobic exercise in there, even if it's once or twice a week and you're getting that 75 minutes of vigorous or you're getting that 150 minutes even twice a week, even if it's one session, you're just going for you know a 20 mile run. I mean, that's a little extreme. Um, I wouldn't just say go for a 20 mile run without any kind of prior buildup. But for example, you hit the elliptical for you know two hours one day and then another day you hit it for a half hour, you do a yoga class, a half hour yoga class. So you do a two hour elliptical and then a half hour yoga session or an hour yoga session session after that boom there's your 150 minutes easy right there um and there's a value added to it as well so that's kind of the talking point this week y'all sorry if i talk fast i had some coffee and i'm just amped up i've been on call with clients and coaches and i'm excited it's date night tonight me and ash are going out lena's gonna be hanging home it's gonna be a good day y'all um and yeah we're still actually i'm putting together content from phil's um, nationals experience. So we're actually, we're going to be working with a new YouTube channel as well as our life of a fighter YouTube channel. Um, but also fight light YouTube channel has been kind of partnering up with us to put out, I've been making, um, some YouTube Muay Thai tutorials, as well as, um, some grappling basics. And we're actually going to, obviously I'm going to pull in, um, our really high level grappling coaches like Johnny Buck and, and Brian Ashland and some of our other grappling coaches throughout the life of a fighter network to help us create content there. And I'm going to make another kind of video, a little bit more about my story of life of a fighter and my experiences fighting now that I'm retired and just on the coaching side. And yeah, y'all, so we got a lot of stuff coming out. So I think Phil's content will be up on that YouTube as well as with the podcast, just trying to get it all done. But again, I appreciate y'all. Love you guys and uh, hope you have a great week. Peace. So I just wanted to say thank you guys again for watching, listening, consuming that episode. If you guys enjoyed it and you haven't already, please like, uh, please comment. If you haven't reviewed, please leave a review. If you haven't followed or subscribed, please do that as well. Again, it tremendously helps us out. And then just a quick reminder, if you guys want more resources, we have them below. We have our programs, everything from free all the way up to paid and kind of everything in between dial in with the customization. And we have more information on different programs and resources in our newsletter. So if you haven't signed up for that, do so below. It's free. And that is it y'all. See you on the next one.